It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Star Wars 7x7 episode 1246 today. I'm running down some Last Jedi news, including the official runtime of the movie, interviews that Daisy Ridley has been conducting, where she has been a little freer with her information than you might expect, and more. Punch it, Chewie. I'm Amy Rackwith with Lattes with Leia, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod and let's kick things off by confirming that the runtime of The Last Jedi according to the British Film Board of Classification is 151 minutes and change. Yes, you heard me right. It is just slightly more than two and a half hours long. This will make it the longest Star Wars live action movie. Well, I'm saying live action movie. It's not like the Clone Wars movie was anywhere near that, but it is the longest Star Wars movie to date. That makes it nine minutes longer than Attack of the Clones, which was until this time the longest Star Wars movie ever. And in a very ironic twist, I don't know if you remember us talking about this a while back, but Ryan Johnson shared that there were only, I believe it was 13 of the fancy wipe transitions that we all love in Star Wars movies that he had used. Very few of them, in fact, the fewest of any of the Star Wars movies. So he's got the longest movie with the fewest crazy wipes in it. And okay, maybe that is an irony exactly. Maybe that's just a strange coincidence, but be that as it may you now have the official runtime, so make sure that you are ready to settle in for quite the experience, quite the epic adventure when The Last Jedi hits theaters. We are less than two weeks away. Yeah, I know the official date is December 15th, and today is December 1st, so yeah, officially two weeks away, but of course, the movie is opening on the 14th in the United States with showings at 7 p.m. local time, so yeah, we are less than two weeks away from the big debut. And so I'm sure you've been seeing an uptick in the number of public appearances and interviews from our favorite folks from The Last Jedi. Mark Hamill has been on some shows doing interviews. John Boyega has been on in places. And Daisy Ridley has been as well. And they're also getting magazine profiles. Uh, Adam Driver, Kelly Marie Tran. They're all popping up in various magazines these days. And I'm going to talk about the Daisy Ridley ones after the break because... You know, again, if it's out there, it's official for all intents and purposes, but I don't know if I would have wanted to read either of the two, one in Rolling Stone and one in Glamour. I mean, it doesn't really spoil anything per se, but uh, yeah, this goes into that strange place that I find myself of doing a Star Wars podcast and yet also being a fan. And so where do I draw the line between 
what I'm going to find out in my research for the podcast and what I would prefer to avoid if I weren't doing the podcast. In the meantime, let's swing over to talk about Storms of Crate, which is a one-shot coming from Marvel Comics. There was an interview on Marvel's website with Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, who are the forces behind this story. And in talking about Crate, Ben Acker says it's got some strategic advantages to it so that it makes sense as a base, but I'd hate to spoil anything by saying much more than that. Also, Leia has personal reasons to make a go of the planet. And I should clarify and say that this takes place in between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back as part of the Marvel continuity. And it also ties in when it says that Leia has personal reasons to make a go of the planet to the Leia Princess of Alderaan novel by Claudia Gray. And that is the planet where Leia goes tracking down, I can't even remember what it was at this point, and unfortunately I don't have the book with me here in Michigan, but that's where she ultimately finds out that her father, Bail Organa, has been working for the Rebellion all this time and she had no idea. It's the bit about it having strategic advantages that makes me the most curious because when you think about what's going to happen on Crate, at least what little we see with those resistance ski speeders going up against those giant gorilla walkers, that doesn't really speak uh, <laughs> much to a strategic advantage for the resistance. And speaking of those resistance ski speeders, so when I interviewed Anthony Bresnikin about the Entertainment Weekly cover story on The Last Jedi, he revealed on the show that he was going to be doing a video series about various vehicles and droids in The Last Jedi. And that series has debuted this week. He has covered the TIE Silencer, the Resistance Ski Speeders, the Canto Bite Police Speeders, and BB-9E, the new evil BB-style droid from the First Order. And about those ski speeders, so... Anthony Bresnikin quotes Pablo Hidalgo talking about it, saying one of Ryan Johnson's overriding principles on them is that they're basically heaps of junk. That's not the word he uses, but close enough. They're old and not meant to instill confidence. They are like a lot of things in the resistance, weapons of last resort. Use what you have on hand, even old outdated stuff falling apart for years. If you believe in it, hopefully it will fly. And so, yeah, that's what they're sending up against the Gorilla Walkers. You have to imagine that these ski speeders must have some sort of trick up their sleeve to be able to deal with the Gorilla Walkers because otherwise, why would they even bother sending them out, these rickety rattle trap speeders? There's no reason why they would unless there was something about them or... As, oh, I just thought about this, and I don't even know if I want to think about this too hard. There's something in one of Anthony Bresnikin's Entertainment Weekly pieces that talks about uh, Poe Dameron and Laura Dern's Vice Admiral Holdo as not necessarily seeing eye to eye. And one of the things that's mentioned is the possibility that Laura Dern's character will look at broader strategy and possibly make sacrifices in the short term for longer term gains. So is it possible that she could be sending ski speeders out against these gorilla walkers knowing that there's no way they could possibly do anything to defeat them but merely stall them while the resistance tries to escape yet again somehow? That is a possibility. 
Then, as for the Cantobite police speeders, they're meant to look elegant and expensive and not like blocky utilitarian police vehicles, but they are also wicked, wicked fast, so we can expect to see some pretty amazing chase scenes is what the implication of that seems to be. And then as far as BB-9E goes, there's actually a suggestion by Neil Scanlon, who is the creature and... Uh, animatronic supervisor, you know, the guy doing all of those fun effects for Lucasfilm and various movies, including Rogue One and The Force Awakens, in addition to The Last Jedi, and probably working on the solo movie, too. He says that BB-8 and BB-9E are going to have their own confrontation a la Vader and Luke, which is rather alarming. And I don't know about you, but I hear something like that, and I think some of these appendages are going to be cut off. So that's a little nervous-making, to say the least. All right. I'm going to take a quick break and then we will talk about Daisy Ridley. Stay tuned. This podcast is brought to you by Nissan and the Star Wars Droid Repair Bay Virtual Reality Experience. It's the official virtual reality story connected to The Last Jedi, powered by Nissan, created by the folks at ILM X Lab. You get to repair BB 8 and his astromech friends so they can roll back into battle with First Order. You can find it at select Nissan dealerships by going to sw7x7.com slash DRB. Yeah, that stands for Droid Repair Bay. And scroll down the page a bit until you find the Droid Repair Bay experience. Once again, sw7x7.com slash DRB to find it near you. Welcome back. All right, so Daisy Ridley has interviews in Rolling Stone and Glamour magazines. The one in Rolling Stone is probably the less quote-unquote controversial one because it doesn't necessarily reveal anything about the movie at all. It actually talks about her future in the Star Wars franchise, or rather lets her talk about what she believes her future is in the Star Wars franchise. The quote in here is that she says, I'm really, really excited to do the third thing and round it out because ultimately what I was signing on to was three films. So in my head, it's three films. I think it will feel like the right time to round it out, quote unquote. That doesn't necessarily mean she's ruling anything out beyond that, but it also does open up the question of what the new trilogy Ryan Johnson is, like what he has in mind for that and whether Ray is destined to play any part in it. Obviously, we know nothing about this new trilogy other than that it is not aligned with the Skywalker saga, and it's still an open question as to whether Ray is part of the Skywalker saga. You know what I mean by that. So... I find this to be a rather intriguing comment, and she's a rather savvy person in general, so if there's more to this than meets the eye, then she's very good at hiding it. So, I don't know, I thought it was worth sharing with you. This other thing, though, she talks about something significant in The Last Jedi, and so this is your last chance to jump off of the podcast with my best wishes for a lovely rest of your day. But if you want to hear what she said in Glamour Magazine, I will give that one to you right now. She was asked what people can expect of Carrie Fisher's final on-screen performance, and she says in response, The last thing Carrie and I filmed together was emotional for a variety of reasons. It's the end of the film, and all of this crazy stuff has happened. There's this moment that we share, and thinking about it now, I realize that it's going to be really hard to watch, because it will seem like a goodbye, even though it wasn't at the time, quote-unquote. 
So right there, it actually sounds like, in a way, the ending of The Force Awakens is going to be echoed in the ending of The Last Jedi, because there is very much that similar kind of situation where Rey and Leia have a moment together after all this crazy stuff has happened. Well, it seems like it's going to be that way again. And when she says it's going to seem like a goodbye, even though it wasn't, well, I think that is pretty much on the face of it exactly what it means that people are going to feel like it's a goodbye because it happens at the end of the movie and that will be the last time we see Carrie Fisher on screen even though it sounds like Daisy is telling us that the scene itself is not an indication that Leia's role in this trilogy ends at that scene and so it's going to be up to J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio at this point to figure out how to make the leap in Episode Nine to a Star Wars galaxy without General Leia Organa in it. Thankfully, though, we won't have to worry about that for a while. We still have what should be what, by all indications, is going to be a tremendous performance by Carrie Fisher and man oh man wouldn't it be nice to see her nominated for an Oscar for this I mean yeah it's really super early to be talking about that kind of thing but uh, that's the sort of thing I think we'd like to see in fact in fact it's probably worth mentioning that Carrie Fisher has been nominated for a Grammy Award for her audiobook performance in The Princess Diarist for her reading her own book from last year so she has the potential to win a Grammy and an Oscar, potentially. That would be fantastic. All right, that's going to be it for today. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Happy December to you, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you shut down all the garbage smashers on the detention level, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not your cursed metal body, it's Destiny Unleashed. Or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.